Hi, MTV. Welcome to my crib. And by crib, I mean podcast. It's Mary. Welcome to Advice from a Stripper. And it is Thirsty Thursday. Because who doesn't, who, who, who isn't thirsty for advice from me about anything and everything involving the stripper community? I don't know. I'm pretty sure everybody is. They're like, Mary, the people, we need answers, please. You guys, I'm working as hard as I can. (sighs) All right. (laughs) So today we're going to be talking about how to win your first and every amateur night after. So I'm super excited about this because amateur night is how I got into stripping. I won my first amateur night and I want to tell you guys how I did it because it was huge. It made me feel so much more confident going into the industry and, you know, really seeing it as a profession. It was a, it was awesome. And I was terrified beforehand, no matter how much I prepared. So I figured it'd be nice to, for me to be that person to you. I'm here to help. I'm it's thirsty Thursday. (laughs) Let's get into it. So first thing I did, I hopped on YouTube because there wasn't anything on Spotify, I checked. And I looked up stripper etiquette, what girls bring in their bags. I looked up videos of floor work. Uh, My coworker at the time, who was the one who said I should do amateur night, um, gave me advice beforehand. And she taught me, you know, some floor work she does. I practiced with her at one point. There's a lot that went into doing the research. I put in the work, put in the hours. (laughs) We stay hungry, we devour. (laughs) Alrighty. Y'all are going to hate this if you don't think I'm funny because I think I'm fucking hilarious. So, all right. So, not everyone who shows up for amateur night, this is something I didn't realize until I got there. Not everyone who shows up for amateur night is an amateur. So you are going to be expected to act professionally. And by act professionally, I mean act professionally for that environment. So um, my next episode for Thirsty Thursday will cover strip club etiquette because I think that's really important. And it you don't want to start off on the wrong foot with anybody you want to be someone they want to work with because I mean not everyone is a joy to work with but I've almost only had positive interactions because I try to remain a very good coworker. I think it's important especially when I gotta hang out with these girls and it's a lot more fun to be friends with everybody but so now that you've done the work you've educated yourself by listening to my next episode, <laughs> what to bring. So I brought, and I was glad I did this, I brought two different matching sets and one I didn't feel that confident in. And the other I felt stupid confident in, but I I was like, oh, I, I don't know. I used to have this fear that if I was wearing a push-up bra and I took off the push-up bra, um, everyone would be like, oh, that's so disappointing. God. Um, people are happy to see titties. I learned very quickly. People are just happy to see titties. 
and I'm glad I picked that one. So I wore a red matching lace one piece. I really, or two piece. I recommend getting a matching set. If you don't have a matching set, literally go to Walmart. Just go to Walmart. Um, or, I mean, I'm not... I'm not saying that you can work at Victoria's Secret for three days and on the third day you get a discount and free shit and after that you can quit. But I might be saying that if you uh, want to go the more expensive route without spending all the money. But I mean, you would have to like interview at a Victoria's Secret and go through all that shit. So it's up to you. But so bring one or more matching sets. This is because don't bring a one piece. I feel so much sexier in one pieces. I didn't know that until I started dancing, but one pieces make me feel so fucking sexy. However, they are typically worn by professional dancers who have figured out how to make taking them off look sexy. If you bring your five clasp lace one piece, with ribbons all up the side. First of all, don't, just, just don't. Uh, no one wears I love you lingerie in the club because I don't love anyone in the club. You know, I save that, I save that. <laughs> save it, save it. But it can be difficult to take off. And if you look awkward taking things off or it's difficult to get something off, immediately that's what people will remember. I've seen girls struggle and it just, it turns everybody off. You're like, oh, like really you go from like <laughs> to like immediate cringe. It's like if someone still watched it's that stupid movie or TV show where he talks like this. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Everyone found him funny in 2012. So now you're also... I wore this matching set and then over it, I just had like a, um, cause I was like, fuck it. I want to feel hot. I wore a schoolgirl skirt and I wore a, like, it looked more like a men's shirt cause it was oversized, but like a men's button down that was like silky and lace. So it looks like I was like wearing like a guy's clothes, but I made sure and I'll cover this again to take that shit off right away. Take it off. People want to see you naked, but we'll get into that. We'll get into it. So for stripper hygiene, that's also another episode I have planned. So take a shot. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you're going to get sweaty. I don't care if you think you're not going to work hard or you didn't get sweaty when you danced at home. If you didn't, congratulations. Um, God likes you more than he likes me, I guess. Um, so you're gonna want perfume. You're gonna want body wipes. You're gonna want spray deodorant or just spray for the inside of any boots you own. Or ideally, you're just going to get the basic platform shoes off Amazon. They're very cheap, but they can still smell and you don't want your feet to smell. I, I have noticed that when I smell my best, men are very attracted to that. Now, when I smell my best, I smell like a fucking woman. Let me repeat that. I smell like a fucking woman. 
Okay. If you're wearing something and it's called strawberry fucking shortcake or coconut lime pie, I will break through the ether and slap you in the face until you get your shit together because Bath and Body Works body spray is not it. No guy gets turned on by that. 100% none. You might be like, oh, I smell so cute. And girl, I bet you do smell cute. But we're not here to just be cute. Okay. I want you to wear, all right. Victoria's Secret bombshell is great. Or any, any, literally just pick something in Victoria's Secret that isn't labeled as a flavor of a dessert. I would say that's a good general advice. And pick something you like, like make a day out of it. Go and try on a bunch of perfumes. Fuck it. It's your life. It's your world. I love going on like just little fun adventures. Mm, keeps me on my toes. You ever so ADHD, you're like, got to keep myself on my toes when it's like, bitch, your brain just doesn't work. <laughs> there are no toes <laughs> to be kept on. <laughs> oh, just a constant state of confusion is kind of how I exist. But I make that shit cute and not strawberry shortcake cute. Victoria's Secret dream angel cute. Now, if you're going to pursue this as a profession, it I recommend buying the shoes I mentioned on Amazon. If you're not, you don't need to buy them. If you're just wanting to go in and win an amateur night, don't invest in like $40 shoes. But that's the thing. If you buy just the basic shoes off Amazon, make sure they have an ankle strap or you will eat shit. I like stumbled on stage a little and I had an ankle strap, but I still fucking won because you know what? That showed I was an amateur. Guys are here to see amateurs. Huh, that's a rant I'm saving. <laughs> Sorry, I just think I'm so fucking funny. I was like, wow, you sound like Schmidt from New Girl. It's because I'm basically Schmidt from New Girl. But anyways, if you are pursuing this profession, buy the shoes. After you buy those shoes, eventually you will want to save up and level up to a short boot as that provides a lot of ankle support. If you do a thigh high boot, that provides a lot of more support for yourself on the pole. Uh, but those are just options for if you're trying to pursue this as a profession like I did. Now, <laughs> practice. Practice what you're going to dance to. Every song you consider to be one you would fuck to. Practice to any songs that you feel sexy dancing to. And dance them until you feel sexy. And then you're going to do something. And I'm going to be real with you guys. This shit did not make me feel sexy. It humbled me. But you're going to videotape that shit. After you've done your practice, you've YouTubed or asked a friend for floor work and floor work moves, you are going to videotape yourself and you're going to watch it. You're not going to, no distractions talking to me. I get it. They're everywhere, but you're focused. All right. Videotape yourself. And figure out what looked bad. And videotape yourself from different angles. And practice and practice and practice. Until you look at that footage. And are willing to send it to whoever you're fucking at the time. Because it's hot. Alright? Like, that way you know 
you look good the night of. You know you can be feeling yourself. You're setting yourself up for not just performative success, but mental success too. And mental success is like 75% of stripping, genuinely. So practice. Do not be too routine though, arguably. If it looks super choreographed, which like it's hard to do, I feel like, to make it super choreographed, unless you're one of those people who who's into that. Don't make it too choreographed. Again, it's amateur night. Focus on your floor work. They want to see amateurs. Now, Mary, you keep saying floor work. When are we going to talk about the pole? <laughs> the pole? The pole? Motherfuckers. Ugh. I'm going to tell you this once. I'm never going to say it again. Don't touch the fucking pole. I want to see a goddamn pole trick. I don't care if you've gone to pole dancing classes and are the top in your fucking class and you look amazing. That makes me more mad. Don't do it. Don't show off. Don't go on the pole. Don't touch it. First of all, if you don't have pole experience, you're going to look like a fucking idiot. If you do have pole experience and look good, you're going to not look like an amateur. You're going to look like a pro. And guys are there to see amateurs. The guys judging want amateurs. No one's like, Hmm, I came on amateur night for the professionals. Don't get me wrong, they do. Before and after amateur night is over. It's usually like one or two hours. So don't touch the fucking pole. Again, I will jump out of the fucking ether and you will be like, oh my God, I can't believe Mary murdered me. How? Why was it so easy? It's almost like I've been planning. Just kidding. That would be way too much work. Anyways, the night of. Come in whatever you want to wear when you're leaving. What I mean by that is when I go to the club, I'm usually in sweats, leggings, stupid comfy jeans. Like I want to, I can still look cute, but very rarely am I going to like go that hard. In the summer, I might. In the summer when I have a job there and all I do is walk in in my cute outfit, sure. But you have to sit around and wait usually for amateur night. So you kind of just wear something casual, but you still look hot in. I recommend something you're comfy in. Prioritize comfort because you will have to wear it home. And if you're staying the rest of the night after amateur night, slash you are invited to stay the rest of the night and hired on, you will be so grateful you're wearing comfy fucking clothes. Now, come with your makeup done. Your makeup, this anytime you walk in the door, whether you're professional, whether you're new, have your makeup done. Because now men think that's what you look like without makeup. <sighs> you know how much fucking work we put into makeup? But like right now, like I'm sure I'm wearing fake eyelashes. And I've had so many men, like, you know, the fake lashes that come in the box and they're individual. I've had so many men be like, oh my God, your eyelashes are so long. And they are. I use Ariana Grande lash serum. Ariana Grande, fuck me or sponsor me. One of the two. (laughs) Sponsor, fuck me or kill me. (laughs) Sponsor me, fuck me or step on me. Anyways, so... Have your makeup done. 
it's something that you will pick at a lot of times if you wait till you get to the club to do it. And you want to spend your time at the club making money, not just fucking around. Now, while it is amateur night, so you're not expected to be professional, you are expected to take off as much as the professionals in that club. What I mean by that is assume you're going to get naked and be cool about it. Deadass. Like, just assume you're going to have to be naked. Because here's the thing. I have seen beautiful women, sexy, sexy women, not take off their panties and they lose every time. I have never once seen someone in a nude club not take off their fucking panties and win. Never. Now, if you're doing an amateur night at a, uh, do you say, topless only club, then take your top off. You are expected to undress to the same levels as the professionals. People want, uh, they're here to see pussy. Whether they're there for amateur night, whether they're there for, you know, shits and gigs, they're a regular, I don't care. It's a bachelor party, I don't care. They're there to see pussy, it's a full new club, and they're there to see tits if it's a topless club. And the sooner you get undressed, the sooner you take that shit off, the higher your scores are going to get because guys want to see you naked. They do. And you can only get to the teasing point so much because usually you get two songs. So you need to decide, okay, what do I take off first? Again, practice. See what you feel sexy doing. See what looks sexy. It's a lot of fun. You're going to have footage to look at it, to remind yourself that you are sexy delete all the ones that look bad, but you're going to have footage of you looking sexy. It's great. So assume you'll be naked. It do be like that. And if you're not comfortable with that, then maybe it's not the profession for you. And that's okay. There's so many options involving sex work. If that's something you want to invest in, it just stripping might not be for you. And that's all right. It's not the end of the world, but arguably, as someone who re has realized there's a lot of empowerment and just walking around your house naked, just being naked more often, it's actually called mere, uh, exposure therapy. So if you're someone who has a lot of body dysmorphia, which I had, and you have a very negative self-image of your body, it helps a lot just being naked, just being around your house, looking in mirrors and being like, oh shit, that's why I look like naked. You desensitize yourself to this version of your body that you've created in your head. And it helped me a ton. Getting naked at the club and getting to be more naked, you know, in my home and whatnot. It's, it's wonderful. I love it. Genuinely love it. And if you had told 18 year old me that I'd love getting naked, she'd be like, oh, do we get boobs? And I'd be like, Kind of. <laughs> they're there. I don't care if they're not big. <laughs> Plot twist. They're fucking humongous. If you only listen to the podcast and you don't watch the videos on Patreon, I have huge tits. Humongous. Ginormous. I have the biggest tits you've ever seen. It causes me back problems. That's, that's how big they are. Because it do be like that. Anyways. Now that we've talked about how fucking gigantic my tits are. <laughs> Now, something that will kill your performance, ruin your performance, can take it from a to a, 
um, look like you want to be there. Like, bro, just look like you're the, uh, happy to be there. And if you want to win, like, don't just look happy. I need you smiling like you're on spring break and you're a drunk sorority girl and you just won a wet t-shirt contest and your sexy chemistry proctor is the one giving you the prize, okay? Like, I need you to be, I want you to go way back into pull out your customer service smile until it just becomes a smile. I need you to take that little soul crushing aspect. Every time a man has said, you should smile more and channel that into the biggest smile you have ever fucking seen. Because as long as you're smiling, they think you're happy to be there and that excites them. If they're like, ooh, this is her first time dancing and she's so excited, how, how sexy, she must be so turned on right now. And don't get me wrong, RIP to the resting bitch faces. I'm so sorry. I don't know how many men have said you'd look prettier if you smiled more, but you look pretty as it, so they need to shut the fuck up. But unfortunately, I am going to need the drunk sorority girl than you and or customer service bitch to come out. It's rough, but sometimes you have to de-evolve de to evolve. <laughs> but for real, look like you're having fun. And eventually, if you like appear like you're having fun you're gonna have fun because that's what happened to me because I was terrified and I ended up having a fucking blast now something you can use to your advantage ah I'm so excited you guys so something a lot of women I don't think realize that you can take advantage of men for <laughs> is it toxic Tuesdays yet just kidding. I haven't, I, I don't do toxic Tuesdays. I thought about it, but I don't know. That might be a Patreon series, TBH. But anyways, other men are constantly comparing themselves to the men around them to see how they measure up for, to be a sexual partner to you. They're comparing themselves to the friends in the room, to the strangers in the room, to their brothers, anyone in between. Men are constantly doing the same thing so many women are. And are constantly comparing themselves to others and it makes them insecure. Now, when you are insecure, you are at your most vulnerable. It's just the fucking truth. It's when people take advantage of you and we're going to use that same methodology because you know how many men have preyed on my insecurities? I don't have time. There's, it'd be a whole nother podcast episode. The fuck? Not as many women, but, you know, when she's pretty, sometimes I've let it slide. <laughs> Anyways, so men are comparing themselves. They're subconsciously very insecure, and they're looking to see which man receives the most attention. So here's what you're going to do. You want to make sure every single one of them gives you a high score, right? So what you're going to do, because the average score is whatever... If you take your clothes off, you get an average score. But if you want to shake your tits in one guy's face, now you got to shake your tits in every guy's face, and you should. If you want to shake ass in some guy's face with your pussy out, you got to do that for everybody. If you spread your legs for one customer and do a little flirty whatever, you got to do it for the others because now all of them feel like they have gotten – attention 
And it's been the same for all of them. And I swear to God, if you don't make eye contact with them, you just lost. You lost the game, man. Eye contact is something that is so crucial to winning. And it's why I make so much money. Because when you do eye contact and you stare straight into someone and you blink a little slowly, you just melted their fucking heart. That's just the reality. You know, my men are like, God, your eyes are just mesmerizing. And I'm like, thank you. Grow myself. <laughs> Can you imagine if I said that? No, I don't. I'm always like, hmm, thank you. Anyways, so equality. Equality of show and clit and tit, if you will. Now, something I also wanted to say. When I first got there, I got there early. I have two last things I want to say. Say psych right now. I, have, I got there early and I asked any girl who would sit with me for advice. And that is when I learned how to win. That was so crucial for me. They told me to get undressed quickly. They told me not to touch the pole, even after I'd already been told that. There were so many things that helped me. And like most of the advice I have to give is like across 30 different women <laughs> because they were so helpful and lovely and wonderful. And I was so scared. And it was just so nice to not even be part of the community yet and have people who were like looking out for me. That was amazing. I loved it. But anyways, lastly, pretty privilege and white privilege because it needs to be talked about. Being white, our beauty standards in America and across the world have been set as whiteness. It's why people bleach their skin and it's why so many African-American and biracial and anyone who's not fucking white has had a hard time in the modeling industry and can be disadvantaged in other industries as well for a myriad of reasons. But if you are white, yes, you have the privilege of the people, uh, the men around you grew up with you as the beauty standard. And that just needs to be acknowledged straight up, straight up. And I also want to acknowledge pretty privilege because here's the thing. I am pretty and it helps me at my job. It does. But, but you do not have to be pretty. You do not have to have the perfect body. You don't have to have anything specifically except what I listed in your bag and to practice. You don't need anything to win. If you practice and look like you're having fun and get naked and show everybody what they want to see and you have a good time or at least you look like you're having a good time until you do you can win it's that easy and you practiced you know this shit you want to be there all right it's gonna feel really good and at a the buildup will be a bitch It'll be a bitch. It'll be a bitch. I, I cannot lie. It will. I was very nervous. But here I am now. And I mean, it all worked out. You know? And that's, I'm hoping it works out for you guys. I, it, stripping has changed my life. Yeah, so have you. Uh, Zuko! I'm so sorry for anyone who just heard that loud of whistle. Come here. Yeah, little boy.
Okay. You don't have to. Uh, this motherfucker loves to sit at the top of my couch and look out the window for five hours every day. And he will bark at anyone he perceives to be a threat. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no, a child, a bunny. You know, his radar is not great. No offense, Suko. But you try your best. I love you. Anyways, I didn't, I don't have a, uh, I don't have an outro or intro song yet. Uh, uh, no one has, no one has yet to uh, make me a, uh, God, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, theme song. There we go. I'm lacking a theme song, but if I had one, I would, end, I would, I would, it would go probably something like this. <clears throat> no. It's advice from a stripper, stripper, stripper. It's advice, it's advice, it's advice, it's advice. It's advice from a stripper, stripper, stripper. <laughs> oh, that's too fun. Oh, you guys have such a great rest of your day. I had so much fun. Have a great day.